From the heart of Rune Terror, this is League of Legends Radio with your host, Ponderous Sea Lion. So, um, I'm still alive. Glad to be doing another episode. But, uh, sorry about the delay between episodes, guys. I had to move. I got a new job. I've had a bunch of stuff going on in my personal life. But, um, I'm serious. I'm going to try and get back to doing an episode every single week for you guys. So, yeah. Be sure to stay tuned for that. Uh, this episode, I'm going to be talking a little bit about Sated Devour and how it affects my beloved Master Yi and... Not really a mindset, but something that you should do if you want to improve your game and play seriously. So, without further ado, let's jump on in. Oh man, it does feel really good to be recording on my main setup again. I have, was using the um, portable mic for the past probably two or three episodes because all my stuff was boxed up while I was moving, but we're back on the main setup. Hopefully you'll notice a little bit of an increase in quality. And I wanted to talk about something that I kind of noticed and something that I have personally thought of for a while, and that is that putting yourself in a competitive environment is the best way to get better because you can only get so far with practice. You need to be able to apply what you learn. Now, um, this episode, you're going to notice me making some uh, comparisons to Super Smash Bros. Melee. Uh, it's probably my other favorite game of all time. I love playing it. I think it's an amazing game. And I went to, it wasn't, it was my second tournament, but my last one was like back in January. So for all intents and purposes, it was my first tournament back. And I learned more at that Smash Bros. tournament than I learned in watching, you know, probably a hundred videos on YouTube of matchups and practicing for 20 hours. Just that one tournament, I learned more about that because... I mean, obviously, you can only learn so much from learning content. You do have to apply it. But it was also the competitive environment that you really can dig deep and try and learn more about yourself, your play style, what you like to do, and all that sort of stuff. And that really applies to League of Legends. If you want to get better, like if you're serious about playing the game, you probably already play ranked. But... I really think that ranked is the best way to get better. You have to throw yourself into that competitive environment and you have to know that this is how you're going to get better by playing against other people who are taking it seriously, who are trying to prove that they're you know better than you. And that's really how you learn and that's how you get better at the game. So I'll give you an example. I was playing Melee at the tournament and I was just playing some friendlies and I was playing against this guy, and I beat him. It was a close match, but I beat him. And then later, I played him in pools, and he crushed me because he actually turned it up and was trying his hardest, and he beat me. Like, you have four stocks, and he two-stocked me. So he beat me by a pretty wide margin because he was playing to win then, and I didn't know that. I thought that, you know, we were about even. Maybe I was a little bit better because I beat him when we were just playing for fun, and then he turned it up and beat me. So... I would not have known that I couldn't beat him, and it was really a flaw in my, my play style. I was not using the proper tactics against him, so I really deserved to lose that. He actually helped me out after the, the game and told me what I was doing wrong and how I could fix it, and 
that was it. I, I learned a lot more from that loss than I did from beating him in just friendly matches because we were both playing to win, but he played better. So you can learn a lot more from your losses, of course, than your wins. I know that's cheesy, and you've probably heard it a million times, but it does hold true because you're not going to learn as much from just beating someone as you are from losing to them because you can. it's easier to fix mistakes when you have that drive to get better because you lost. Like if you go 11, 12, and 9 and win, you've died 12 times. That's too many times to die, but you still won. So no matter how many mistakes you made in that match, you don't really care. You got the W. That's all that matters. But if you went 11, 12, and 9 and lost, then you're going to look back. Okay, why did I die 12 times? What could I have done to prevent it? Why, why did I die so many times? What happened? And it's because you're in that competitive environment where you're trying to get better, where you're trying to prove that you're better than the other person, that if you lose there, then that typically means that they either played better than you or not as much in a team game like League. Sometimes your teams just suck. <coughs> Promos. <laughs> I'm not diamond yet. Um, yeah. Quick tangent. Face descriptor in my my diamond promos. <laughs> Um, yeah, but moving on, competitive environment, let's go boys. <laughs> yeah, so I, I do think that putting yourself in that competitive environment is the way to get better. I watched a video that actually, you know, says this clearly. It's actually, I saw it on YouTube first, but then it was put on com. And what the video is saying is that uh, to put it bluntly, you're not going to learn in normals. Now, I don't want to say that, that you're not going to learn anything in normals, but for me, you play normals to get the feel of a champion, to learn their basic mechanics, and if you just want to have fun. That's what normals are for. If you want to get good at League of Legends, you're not going to get good playing normals. I'm sorry. If I play 400 normal games, that's about equivalent, in my opinion, to 200 ranked games in terms of how much you'll improve. Because you really just cannot learn as much in normals when, you know, you've got the guy going, Jungle Shen with Devourer, oh my god, it's so good. No, it's not. <laughs> it's terrible. You just destroyed that guy because he was playing such a stupid pick that you would not have seen in ranked. I mean, yeah, people troll in ranked, but for the sake of this episode i'm going to assume that <laughs> i'm going to assume that ranked is a, a place free of trolls where um like-minded competitive individuals can go to play some competitive 5 on 5 league of legends <laughs> diamond promos all right let's go okay ranked isn't that much of a joke it's like slightly less of a joke than when i just made it out to be just because you beat devourer jungle shen doesn't make you a, a rumble god you you're not that's just not it doesn't matter you beat someone who was not trying their hardest who was playing a bad pick and who didn't care about the game you didn't learn anything from beating them you just learned that that guy sucks at league of legends and that's it if you go into ranked and you're playing against someone and you actually you play against someone that maybe mains top lane like a top lane riven versus your rumble and you lose to them because they main top lane and they're better than you, then you can learn from what they did to beat you. You can learn more about Riven's power spikes. You can learn more about when Rumble is weakest, how to trade better with Rumble. 
Of course, you probably learned how to play from behind if you lost your lane, maybe how to make some more teleports, or maybe where you could have teleported, but you didn't. Just stuff like that. You're going to learn more about it in Ranked. And there was a video I watched, going back to this, it was by um, Nisi, I think is how you say it, bingegaming.tv on on, uh, YouTube. And he's basically saying he doesn't learn anything in, in normals. And the reason for that is that no one's trying. He's saying that he can, you know, beat anyone in normals, and it doesn't mean anything. Like, I remember when um, Earth was around. It was actually the first time Earth was around, I think, 2014. Anyways, my friend showed me this challenger player who was, I don't remember who it was, but he'd played against him in a normal or a normal Earth game, and as opposed to a ranked Earth game, what? And the guy was just playing Wukong. I looked at his match history. It was all Wukong games. And he would literally build nothing but Zephyrs on Wukong. Like, that was it. It was just Zephyrs <laughs> on his entire match history. It was Wukong, Zephyr, Wukong, Zephyr, 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 Zephyr. And surprisingly, he still won most of his games because challenger players. But, and Wukong and Earth. But, regardless. You think that just because you beat that guy in a normal game, where he was building nothing but Zephyrs on Wukong, that you're a challenger player? No, it's normals. He didn't care. He was just having fun. He was not trying. If I beat Dyrus in normals or in a 1v1 on ARAM or something stupid like that, I'm not good. I'm not better than Dyrus. I'm not a challenger player. It just means that he wasn't trying or that I got lucky and outplayed him one time. Because that that happens. Sometimes you just get lucky and you win. But ranked, while I do think that the ranked system has its flaws, but that's something for another episode diamond promos let's go um (laughs) i i do think that eventually you'll end up where you need to be because ranked if you look at it on an individual game by game basis you're not gonna i don't know how to say it but it's not an accurate depiction of your skill i'm a good katarina player i have probably three or four hundred games on katarina i'm not sure like i actually know more than just slamming my face across my keyboard not much more than that but <laughs> enough to know that I'm better than most Katarinas but anyways I can usually at least stay somewhat even in the lane but there's some champions that you just don't win against like Malzahar Annie but every once in a while I'll be playing mid and I'll go against an Annie and I'll just destroy them because they suck they <laughs> they are much worse than me and because the, their champion does so well against mine, they really do have to be much worse than me for me to win the game. But if I, if I play that one game and I go 10-0 against a team that has an Annie on it, that doesn't necessarily make me a Katarina god. And maybe the Annie was just having a bad game or something. But if I look at that one game, I go 10-0 and 19 on Katarina. I don't know why I have 19 assists. I don't suck at Katarina. But if I go 10-0 and 19... In every single game I play, I'll be challenger soon. Because 10 and 19, that's a perfect game. You have 30 kill participation. Math is hard. But you're getting a lot of kills. You're not dying. You're playing probably near flawlessly. So, if you look at that one game, then I should be challenger. Or I should be a very high, high elo. Now, conversely, if you just look at one game where I feed, I go 0-5-1... and then I should be Bronze 5 because I was feeding that game. And so really looking at one game or even three or five games is not a good 
accurate representation of one's skill level because that one game is not going to tell you where you deserve to be. You will – it really takes probably about 100 games, 200 games for you to figure out where your true ranking is because I think that eventually, even though you're only 10% of the variables that uh, affect a game's outcome, if you're good enough, that 10% can really make a difference and you can win more games, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. So until you have a big enough big enough sample size, that's that's the word, until you have a big enough sample size of what you need or of where you're supposed to be at, ranked isn't going to tell you that. Ranked uh, Like one ranked game isn't going to tell you where you deserve to be. Another thing that I see, and this is just a quick thing before we wrap up this segment that I want to say, is that you don't have to be good to go into ranked, which sounds dumb, but you don't have to play flawlessly to go into ranked because the point that I'm making is that you learn more from playing ranked where people are trying typically diamond promos where people are typically trying harder. It's a more competitive environment, but the point of learning more and playing those ranked is so that you can get better. So why would you already go into ranked trying to be really good at league of legends? Like I'll be the first to say that I make a lot of mistakes and I screw up all the time when I'm playing. And I'm almost a diamond player, diamond promos. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be a new thing, by the way. I hope you guys like it because it's here to stay. Anyways, I'm I'm practically a diamond player, which is the top 2%, and I still screw up all the time. And I still make mistakes that I'm fixing, and I, I notice stuff that I still need to fix about my game. And being diamond does not mean you're really good at this game. And being almost diamond means that you're just downright terrible at this game. But the point is, I still make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. You have to go into ranked to fix them. I'm going to be frank. Go into ranked if you want to fix mistakes. Because there's no point going into ranked if you're already a god at this game. Because if you played the 6,000, 7,000 normal games that it takes to become really good at League of Legends, as opposed to the, you know, 1,000 in ranked, I don't know. Whatever. Ratios are hard. Yeah, if you wanted to be a diamond player and get there by only playing normal games, it would be much more difficult for you to get to that skill level as opposed to playing ranked games. So another thing, going back to Melee, is I got stomped in in pools. I lost every single game I played in pools because I'm bad at Melee. (laughs) All intents and purposes, it was basically my first tournament. I didn't do bad. I only got four stocked, which is where you get killed four times without taking a single life off them. That only happened to me like once or twice against this one really good guy. Point being, I didn't wait to become really good by just practicing at my house because first of all, that's not viable. You can't really get super good because you have to learn mind games and how the other player reacts to stuff. You can't get good playing against CPUs. And and the other thing is, so what? I went 0 and 12 or whatever in pools. It doesn't matter. I can just try again next time at the next tournament and I'll do better next time and I'll do better and better and better and I'll get better by playing... How many times did I say better? Anyways. And I'll learn more from playing at tournaments than I will from being by myself at home. And really the the end goal, again, I apologize, this is cheesy, but the end goal is to get better. One thing I want to say about that is that the end goal is not to get better. The end goal is to win. Okay? So don't let anyone tell you otherwise that the end goal is not victory 
flashing across your screen. But the way that you get to that goal more consistently is by getting better. Like a lot of league YouTubers, sorry to put you guys on blast, but they say the end goal is to get better. Not really. Like, yeah, but but no. You, you know what I'm saying. I guess uh, TLDR, you want to put yourself into a competitive environment if you want to get better. You don't wait and try to get better by playing casually. So I figured out that a lot of you guys think that I actually know something about League of Legends, and that's why I started a podcast. But really, it's just so I have an excuse to say stupid stuff on a microphone. But if you want to hear from people who actually do know stuff about League of Legends, head over to improveyourleague.com. That is improveyourleague.com. They have over 4,000 categorized videos for you to check out that will help you improve your gameplay. It's all, uh, you get a free puppy if you go online to improveyourleague.com. They'll actually come over to your house and give you a million dollars if you go to improveyourleague.com. I'm not making this up. You just, you have to go right now, like like the second this episode goes out or it's not going to happen. So again, that's improveyourleague.com. Go and check it out, guys. The first thing I'd like to say is that Sated Devour could not have come out at a worse time for me because it literally comes out when I'm in my diamond promos, diamond promos, let's go, and um, trying to climb using my main Master Yi. Now, what you would think is that, wow, an indirect buff to your main champion, that must be super helpful. Not really, because now he's, you know, a lot of the time picker ban, and I've got other morons trying to play him in ranked, and he's flavor of the month. I now know how Sejuani mains felt before <laughs> Sejuani happened, <laughs> and so, yeah. Thanks, right? But the other thing I'd like to say is that I love Sata Devour, not because it's overpowered right now or whatever, if it's overtuned, but I think that it is a genius idea from Riot. Because what's been the traditional problem with those types of, of jungle items like Feral Flare, uh, Release Devour, 420 Devour, Weedwick Blaze It? Um, no, but really, the power, or the, my bad, the problem with those has been the infinite scaling or. The fact that they'd have too much base damage. Now, what Riot has to do to fix that is they have to nerf it. They nerf the base damage or the scaling usually. And the point of it is that it's an infinitely scaling jungle item. So Feral Flare, you would, once you get to late game, when it had the heal on it, it was just stupid. <laughs> you would just see these guys doing insane amounts of damage with not very much damage items. Because it's gotten to the point where they have so many Devourer stacks that they're just this unstoppable juggernaut. And what Riot has done with Devour is they've put a cap on the scaling in a, in a way that makes it still a good jungle item. So they fixed the problem of it either going to super late game and they're just ridiculously OP, and they can also give it some early game power because they know that the power is going to be capped. So it doesn't start off at a strong spot and then get really strong or doesn't start off at a weak spot and then they're playing catch up the entire game you put it at a medium power spot and then it ends in a pretty strong spot but not an overpowered spot i mean it's overtuned right now but you know whatever let's ignore that let's pretend this the concept is really good because you put a cap on the scaling of this devourer item and then it's easy to balance because you can balance it around that end goal or you can balance it around, maybe it's starting off too strong, we'll nerf it down here, although it's not too strong early game. So, bravo, Riot. 
I love it. <laughs> that was really smart. That was one of the best balance things you've probably done in a long time. So kudos to you guys. Anyways, moving on. Since a lot of you morons are now picking Master Yander ranked, I figured I should go over him because I actually know about this champion and blah, 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 whatever. All right, here you go. Press Q and press R, E, and stack, say, to devour, kill people. All right, you know how to play Master Yi. Go out fun. Just go play him in ranked. Just first pick him in ranked. He's really easy, I heard. He only costs 450. Now, I guess I'll give a real Master Yi guide. Okay, so I guess the first thing I should go over is... um. Jungle clearing and build paths. Um, typically, I'll start the bot side, whether if I'm on, uh, what are they, red team, purple team, the one that's on the top of the map, uh, I'll start Gromp, or, yeah, Gromp, and then if I'm on the other side, I'll start uh, Krugs, just whichever is close to a bot side. Then I go, I actually do a full clear of the jungle. I start um, that bot side, then buff, then the other two camps in between the other buff, and then I'll do that buff, and then I'll clear the other camp, and then scuttle crabs whenever uh typically I'll st if i'm the purple side i'll take both scuttles but if i'm the other side i'll just take the the scuttle by the blue buff if i'm on blue side i'll just take the blue buff scuttle because it takes too long to go all the way around and then go all the way back to get the the scuttle by dragon for runes i'll typically run um flat armor seals attack speed quints and marks and then for my glyphs there are actually several options I'll either run 15% scaling cooldown reduction or I'll run 5% flat cooldown reduction and attack speed. And that sounds weird, but trust me, for masteries, I'll usually run 2109 and you just want to get the bonus in the buff. You can obviously go 2190. It's more of a personal preference thing than anything. And if you're actually new to playing jungle or master Yi, I would actually recommend 2190. It's, it's a pretty basic attack speed page. Um, or um, AD carry page, just the same thing basically. With the jungle, if you go twenty one nine zero, then you take the jungle stuff, the bladed armor, whatever the hell it's called. And I'll actually probably link a screenshot of my runes and masteries into the um, description of this if you guys want to see them for what I personally run. Now going back to the the glyphs a little bit, I'll run the five percent flat if I think I'm going to be building black cleaver that game. Otherwise, I'll run the 15% because Black Lever gives you 20%. And um, I built some other cooldown reduction I'll tell you about in a sec. So for your build path, obviously you're going to want to go Devourer. And I'll typically when I back, I'll be able to buy a Dagger and my Smite. I, nine and a half times out of ten, 19 times out of 20, whatever, almost every game, I go Skirmisher Saber because it's just so good on Master Yi. It's... It gives everything you want. It gives you dueling power. It gives you all this other great stuff. And yes, I would go skirmishers most games. Stalkers, not bad. Um, the the purple thingy. Yeah, I'm in jungle. No, the purple thingy, <laughs> also not bad at all. But I just think skirmishers is a leg above them. So really, preference. If you're new and you want better jungle clear, you can go the purple one. If you're really having trouble sticking to targets for some reason, you can go the blue one. But yeah, so you want to get to your Devourer as quickly as possible. After that, I'll go Blade of the Ruined King. Those are really your only two totally core items. For most games, as far as boots go, I actually do something that I've never seen another Master Yi do, which is go Ionian Boots of Lucidity, 
which sounds weird, but it's actually really good because if you're running the 15% scaling um, cooldown reduction with the 15% from Ionian, and then either blue buff or like Yomu's Ghost Blade for the t- extra 10%, your Q with um, it being reduced by your passive, the cooldown, it's actually really low. You can alpha strike a lot of times in a fight. I'd say probably the reason that I go Ionian Boots of Lucidity is because I play a different playstyle than most Master Yi's. Like, uh, you'll see most of them trying to split push all game or just trying to, uh, you know, bait out people to come duel them. But I really play a team fight oriented Master Yi because I, I really know about positioning and how to play like that, and I like it. A summoner spells, I actually take Exhaust, which you will not see very often, but I really like it. It really gives you back some of your early power that you're lacking because you are obviously Master Yi, your weak early game. Getting Exhaust, you can duel a lot of junglers early, maybe everyone except like Zin Zhao and stupid stuff like that. I hate Zin Zhao. Ugh. Um... <laughs> And it also lends a lot more power to your early games because people will frequently see I'm against Master Yi, I can overextend all I want. Then you come in with exhaust, bada bing, bada boom, and you get them. That's the technical term. You get them. You you get them. Really, besides Devour and uh, Bork, for boots, you can go Lucidity, which is what I recommend if you're against a CC heavy team. I'd go Merc Treads a lot of the time. If you're against a full, like, AD assassin team, you can usually go, you can go Ninja Tabby. It's not bad at all. Or you can obviously go the classic Berserker's Greaves. I just find that when you're ulting and Yomuzed and bada-bing and you got all this attack speed, the Berserker's Greaves are just unnecessary, which is why I almost never buy them, especially now that Devourer is so strong. Like, if you're going Warrior, I'll usually go those because Warrior gives you 10% cooldown reduction, so the Lucidity Boots aren't as necessary. But yeah, most games I will go um, Lucidity, and I almost never go Berserker's Greaves. Which is, again, just personal preference. You guys can go Berserker's, especially if you're lacking the uh, attack speed runes that I I mentioned earlier. You can go them, and they're perfectly fine. As far as your other items, really, any of them are good. (laughs) I can't believe I just said any of them are good. Any of the following are good. Phantom Dancer, Static Shiv, Trinity Force is actually really good with uh, Sated Devour because you get so many procs of Sheen. Some other good ones, uh, Infinity Edge, Bloodthirster. Really, Bloodthirster, I've actually been having a lot of success with. You can go like Bork, Bloodthirster, Sated, and Boots, and you're just so strong, especially in team fights because you've got so much healing. Uh, if you're really ahead against a team that doesn't have a ton of CC, then you can absolutely tear them apart using uh, Bloodthirster. And then the other one that I think I should specifically go over is Black Cleaver because there's a very specific situation, and I usually make this decision of whether or not I'm going to buy it in the in the loading screen just by looking at the enemy team. Like, frontline that you'll be hitting a lot, so stuff like Gragas, uh, Nasus, stuff that you... Like, they don't really have a way of interrupting you from doing what you want to do, but you know you're going to be hitting them a lot and then moving on to the back line rather than just jumping onto the back line initially, then definitely I would go Black Cleaver against them. And it helps a lot. Get some extra tankiness. The armor shred, you can get it procced so quickly. Like, Black Cleaver is really good on Yi. It just, it's, um, against Squishies, there's usually a better item. Like, Infinity Edge increases your damage to Squishies so much better than, than Black Cleaver. But I would say, for those specific instances, you'd want to go Cleaver 
because it's uh, it's very nice versus uh, the 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 tanks uh, very nice. Yeah, as far as play style, um, really, it, it's a lot more decision oriented than people think. Like choosing when to go in, that's um the the biggest strength you can have as an as an assassin main is knowing when to go in and who to go in on. A lot of the time, as I mentioned, I will just be hitting the front line because either their back line's not as strong or they're just too hard to get to, or I've got something like Hecarim maybe that can go like distract them while I'm hitting the front line. And really, it, it, you just kind of have to figure it out from playing a lot of games. And Master Yi is not as easy as you think. Some quick tips and tricks. Uh, when you're jungle clearing, instead of turning your E on right when you're uh, trying to clear... It's better to save it until you've got your double strike. So you got hit, 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 then turn on your E, and then double hit. And that increases your damage to the camp slightly more. Clearing the jungle, uh, like if you're clearing the Krugs or the Wraiths, kill the small ones first. Uh, what I'll do is I auto one of the little Wraiths, and then Q to the next little Wraith, auto it, auto it, and then double hit the big one. And they're all dead. Or all of them except for the big one are dead. And if you're killing the um, the Krugs, just kill the little one first, unless it's your first camp and you're getting a leash. Very simple. And that really goes for most champions, unless they're very single target, like a Warwick. Uh, something that not a lot of people know, or I guess a good amount of people know, but a lot of lower elo mastery mains don't do enough, is you can actually reset your auto attack with W. So like you auto... And then W for just a very short second, or not a short second, much less than a second. Just a very short W, and then you auto again. And it actually reduces the, uh, the not the cast time, but like the swing time. So like, you can get off two auto attacks faster by using your W to cancel your animation than you would if you were to just auto attack the target twice. And uh, you have to be careful when doing this in a fight, unless you just want to like instantly destroy someone. Then I wouldn't recommend it. I would I recommend saving your, your W. To uh, maybe get out of a sticky situation or something. But other than that, yeah, you can just do that. Um, your alpha strike can stop tower shots. So, like, if you've got a tower shot on you and you're going to get hit by it soon, just go ahead and alpha strike a minion or something, and the tower shot will completely dissipate and you'll take no damage. Very, very important to know. Quick thing that I'd like to mention, uh, because your passive does lower your um, cooldown for your Q... Or maybe it's your passive. Something lowers your cooldown for your Q every time uh, you auto-attack something. You can uh, sometimes like auto-attack minions under a tower to get your alpha strike up a little bit faster and then alpha away. If there's like a second left on your cooldown for your Q and you know you're going to get hit by a tower shot, auto the tower or auto a minion or something and then Q. And it'll come up a little bit like half a second or three-fourths of a second faster because you autoed and then you can Q. It's a little bit hard to explain without a visual. Uh, just go watch Calcep on YouTube for 12 hours straight, and then you'll be a master. Master. Ye. I'm funny. Wait, why did I do that? I can just get my own sound effect for that. There'll be a sound effect right here. Alright, we're good. Yeah, that's about it for for tips and tricks and... Tricks are for kids and all that good stuff. If you want to play Flare for the Month champion, and you pick Master Ye then um, you've now mastered him with tips and tricks from Pandora's Sea Lion. Go out there and abuse that free elo. Yelo. <laughs> Diamond Probos.
Alright guys, I'm actually not going to ask you to follow me on Twitter. I'm just kidding, let's be real, I'm going to ask you to follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at LO Legends Radio. I already got a tweet from a fan, and we're going to play some games later. So, uh, yeah, if you want to see if I'm actually as annoying on this show as I am in person, pro tip, I actually am. But if you want to play a game with me, or if you want to, you know, just chill, just go hit me up on Twitter. We can play a game or something. And I'm going to pick your brains about the show and figure out how to make it better because I am always trying to improve for you guys, the viewers or listeners. What are you? Eh, whatever, you're, you're filthy animals. But thank you guys for watching. Follow me on Twitter. Tell everyone you know about me because um, my children are very hungry, you know? It's, uh, it's a hard knock life for us. It's a hard knock life for us. <clears throat> Godspeed. And catch you on the flippity flop. This has been League of Legends Radio.